Hello, and welcome to the Breastfeeding Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ann Eglash. This podcast is co-sponsored by the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health, as well as the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine is an international organization of physicians dedicated to the promotion, protection, and support of breastfeeding and human lactation through education and research. Our goal for this podcast series is to help you manage clinical aspects of breastfeeding medicine. We also hope to keep you updated with current research that may impact practice management. Any advice or recommendations in this podcast do not reflect official policies or views of the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. I have with me today Dr. Rima Strassman. Dr. Strassman is a pediatrician in private practice in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and she practices breastfeeding medicine as well. She's a member of the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. Today we're going to talk about infant weight loss in the first few days after birth, focusing on the breastfeeding baby, and specifically how, how their birth can impact their weight loss, specifically whether they, they were born via C-section or vaginal delivery. Hey, Rima, how are you? I'm good, and how are you? Good, good. So, Rima, can you tell me what health professionals have been noticing about weight loss in infants who are born uh, via C-section versus vaginal delivery? I think that we've certainly been noticing that babies lose a lot of weight in the first 24 to 48 hours following a C-section um, and often lose close to the expected 7 to even 10% very rapidly in that time frame. Um, and then continue to often lose more than we would typically expect them to lose. Uh huh. And why do you think there's a difference um, between the C-section? So you're saying the C-section babies are losing more weight more rapidly than the vaginal deliveries. And why do you think that is? I think a big part of it has to do with the IV fluids that are given to moms prior to delivery. Um, certainly in the hospitals in my area, mothers are routinely given two um, full liters worth of IV fluids prior to going to the operating room, whether it is a scheduled C-section or um, on top of whatever IV fluids they have been given during labor when they're taken when the um, vaginal delivery does not go as planned. And the babies are urinating off water weight in the first few days of life, so they have this additional water weight that they're now peeing off. I think we end up having sort of, if you will, falsely elevated birth weights. So um, they have to peel that extra water weight off. So for people that don't work in a hospital, why is this issue important? Well, we have in our minds the idea that babies are expected to lose about 7 to 10% of their birth weight in the first few days of life and then start to gain the weight back. And we worry that breastfeeding is not going well and that the babies are losing too much weight and need um, supplementation, that they're at risk of dehydration, specifically hypernatremic dehydration, that can affect their overall development um, as time goes on. Um, and it is certainly made in the past publicity as reasons for neonatal death in breastfed babies. And so I think it's important that we're aware that um, it, the, one of the key parts of this is dehydration and that these babies are not dehydrated. They are just losing more weight than we typically would expect them to do. So do you think that this is leading to more supplementation of babies who are born via C-section? I think it's leading to earlier supplementation and more supplementation, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you know if there's been any rigorous research done in this area? 
Um, I did do some some searching, um, and I tried to find some, and I found a couple of articles that looked at um, prolonged time of weight loss and prolonged time until acceptable weight gain starts to occur, um, but no rigorous studies looking at rapid weight loss in the first couple of days. Uh huh. So it's something that people have noticed, but we still need to do some studies to figure out to figure this out. Yeah, Just absolutely. To, yeah, and. So let's say that you have a baby who is um, who was born via C-section, and you suspect, as the physician, that the baby's birth weight was artificially elevated because of IV fluids. What is what are other ways that you can use to measure nutritional well-being in that baby, so that you don't end up supplementing too soon? I think it's very important that we look at the whole baby and not just the numbers. So if we have a baby who is vigorous, who is waking up routinely um, on their own more often than not, um, peeing and pooping and latching to the breast and doing everything we're expecting them to do developmentally otherwise for that age, that and and clinically is not dehydrated, you know, their their skin's not doughy and their lips are moist and um and such and so forth, that we can feel pretty confident that we're not worried about dehydration in this baby and that we can monitor more closely, continue to make sure that the breastfeeding appears to be going well and just keep a closer eye on them than we might with a baby who hasn't had that weight loss. I see. Okay, that sounds that sounds good. So it's something that we should be keeping in mind when we are looking at percent weight loss numbers and rather than having protocols where you jump on a supplementation at a certain number, that there be some guidelines on, on how to otherwise assess the baby for optimal feeding. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we do need to be concerned. We don't want them to become dehydrated and have certainly not have hypernatremic dehydration. We don't need to automatically start doing blood work or supplementing these babies early on, that we need to look at the whole clinical picture. And if they don't appear dehydrated, um, that uh, just close monitoring from a clinical standpoint should be enough for most of these babies. Right. Okay. Sounds good. And um, do you have anything else that you would like to add on this topic? before we close? Um, only that it does occasionally happen in vaginal babies, uh, babies born by vaginal delivery, when for some reason their mothers have also received um, a lot of IV fluids. And I think that there are certainly other things with C-sections that can contribute to her weight loss. But um, it is not, um, the weight loss is not exclusive to breastfed babies. It's an IV fluid issue. Okay, great. So we really need to be looking at... Um, looking perhaps as a collaborative of physicians involved in breastfeeding medicine, looking at ways that we can study this, study this more. Correct. Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much, uh, Dr. Sassman. Thanks for joining me today, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Yeah, take care. If you have any interest in the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine or any questions or comments about this podcast, please email us at abm at b as in boy, f as in frank, med.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a few weeks.